Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or guarantees for the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new move. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Welcome to the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. We have another special edition because the Cubs shocked the MLB world and Jed Hoyer with the heist of this century, getting Craig Council last minute. My name is Aldo. We're with Kevin and Mitch Nozo on this episode, but he'll be back hosting Wednesday night. We'll be back live on YouTube and afterwards on your favorite podcast uh, streaming site as always, Pinwheels and Ivy Pod brought to you by Sports Mockery, sportsmockery.com. Download the app, turn on push notifications, uh, and then hopefully we'll be seeing a lot more breaking news uh, from the Cubs and uh, maybe the Sox too. Maybe the Sox surprises. <laughs> yeah, as, eventful as they, for both teams here. Eventful, yeah. We we mentioned on Sunday night how uh, we were going to be doing more uh, more of these special episodes when things went down. We're going back to back nights. Uh, so that's good. I guess a good sign. A good sign. <laughs> um, Kevin, I'll start with you. It's the middle of the day. The big news early on was Cleveland announced their manager, Stephen Voigt, former, ma- uh, former catcher. Uh, he's never managed before uh, anywhere, I think. Uh, so people, uh, you know, Heyman. It was it was basically the the usual suspects were like, all right, Cray Council now is going to choose between staying in Milwaukee or he's going to go to the Mets. Those were the two other teams that he interviewed with, or obviously had talks with uh, staying in Milwaukee. And then I'd say around what was it Central Time around noon, Ken Rosenthal tweets out, uh, Craig Council is going to manage somewhere in 2024, but it's not going to be with the Mets. He's not staying in Milwaukee. He is going to take someone's job. Everyone's like, whoa, where is this coming from? Because I, th- I think a lot of people assumed it was, for me, I thought it was 100% Mets. I thought it was Griff. I thought Griff Hall was gone. I thought, I thought, I thought that's what I thought. I thought well, he then, was- it's so funny you say that because <laughs> when that came out, all these Sox fans got so excited. Like, <gasps> could it be Griff Hall? And then everyone's like, no, well, they said he'd be back next year. But you know who else they said would be back next year? And they gave an endorsement to David Ross. David Ross, that's right. I, mean, I was going to say, absolutely. Also do it. The yep. Sox. We, uh, you know, obviously we follow a lot of Sox fans, Cubs fans on our uh, Twitter accounts. Uh, we're in Sox chats too. So, yeah, that, that was the initial thing was like, whoa, is Chris, hey, Chris Getz, he let go of Tim Anderson. He, he's not loyal to these guys. Maybe he does make a big move here. And then out of nowhere, I think an hour after that, or whenever it was, Ken Rosenthal breaks the news. He was the first to break it. Cubs are hiring Craig Council. And I'm, I think Cubs fans were still stunned for like five hours after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, even a couple hours before uh, we're recording here on Monday night, it was mostly just in shock. Like they did what? Because again, uh, Craig Council's contract ran through October. Uh, so the teams that did speak to him, which is Cleveland and the Mets, they have to ask for permission. ESPN's Jesse Rogers reported the Cubs just waited. They uh, and then I think the Athletics uh, Sahadev Sharma wrote 
you know, it's not obviously they kept Ross through October. It's not like they were looking to fire him immediately after September, or maybe, or maybe they knew all along that Craig Council just was waiting for the Cubs to come a call. I, I and apparently, I that's what Jed Hoyer did. November one, he was on the phone with Craig Council, and Council at the time still obviously didn't pick anyone. Took the meetings, secret meetings. Secret, uh, like, secret, learning. So secret that like only like a few people in the world knew. Like, yeah, it was probably like Jed Hoyer and whoever does his uh, whoever does like the Cubs calendar for him. And maybe his dog. <laughs> he probably told it to his dog who doesn't actually. Like whoever speak. his uh, his immediate assistant is who scheduled uh, these meetings with Craig Council, or it was probably just hit J- Jed Hoyer and his assistant who knew that the Cubs were meeting because this was nowhere. This was yeah, no off, no like, one had off the off the beat. I feel like to your point though, if Craig Council wasn't available and like because they didn't, I think they would have brought David Ross back. So I don't think yeah. they necessarily no, no, no. lied to him. I think that was a genuine public endorsement. But like a good front office, you see a good opportunity in front of you and you pounce on it. That was like that was the initial reaction. Was like, dang, comes from the top rope there. That's what well, a good I've, front office does. And I've said, it here. I've said it on here too. Jed will be your best friend, best pal, your biggest supporter. Until the knife goes right in. And if if it means doing what he thinks is the best decision, he's going to put the knife in. And I'm sure Rossi didn't see the knife based on that that article that you shared with us. Although it doesn't sound like Rossi was aware that this was happening. I mean, there's obviously going to be some, some issues in the clubhouse with guys that are loyal to Rossi too. That's going to be a part of this whole dynamic too. But... You know, that's what Jed does. Jed Jed has no problem. I mean, he's he's done it with the free, you know, the guys that the cut that the Cubs traded away, you know, tailing them, you're fine, and then a day later trading them off, or you know, being your best friend and your pal and telling you everything's okay, and then boom, boom, next thing you know, you know, you're in the ditch and you've got one, you know, two in the back of the head. And that's Rossi got taken out to pasture, and Rossi should, you know, just like but you know what? And Tom Ricketts is the same way, though. Jed felt it this year. Tom Ricketts was as the Cubs kind of struggled in the offseason, Jed kind of tossed him a little bit under the bus too last year. And so I think that everyone just it's it's the fear of getting tossed under the bus. So who's going to do it first? It's like the uh, the beginning of Bat, you know, the Dark Knight, where everyone just keeps popping everybody in the back of the head until you have only one Joker yeah, left. Jed, Jed's the Joker, yeah. yeah Jed, Jed's the Joker here. Uh, well, Ricketts is the Joker, but uh, Jed Boy. Jed right now is uh, Bob from uh, the Michael Keaton Batman. Still, I mean, make no mistake, they did David Ross dirty. Like, I mean, I would be he has every right to be upset, but that's professional sports. It's result oriented based, like business. They don't really care about your feelings. But also lost in all of this, what a big F you to the Brewers from Craig Council. <laughs> I mean, you're going to their argue with their biggest rival now. I mean, you are talking about that earlier today. I think the Brewers have kind of surpassed the Cardinals recently anyways, the Cubs' biggest rival in that division. And so to be managing that locker room and be like, hey, actually, I'm going to go to you guys' biggest rival. Yeah, and, and the Brewers right now are going through this – I think it's their fans now too, and like we saw with the, some of the quotes from the players, where the heat is now on ownership. Because again, for years now, I mean, going back to like 2016, even when the Cubs were dominating the NL Central, like the Brewers were pesky. Like you know, the Cubs were still beating them. They were pesky, and then 2017, you know, they got even better. They led through. They led the uh, the division through the All Star break until they were caught. Obviously, 2018, they past the Cubs and ever since then I mean it's been it's been the Brewers I mean the Cardinals won the division what was it in 2021 but you yeah, know it's it's been the Brewers it's been Craig Council and you know as Cubs fans we, we make the jokes oh what a fucking dork uh he sometimes looks whiny but like in the back of our minds we knew the entire time like hey 
this guy's taken not good rosters and they've been mostly outplaying the Cubs for the past five, six years. And a big reason why is Craig Council. And now we can go back and forth. How much do you think a manager actually matters? But when you talk about upgrading uh, at any position, there is just no way you cannot say this was an upgrade. It was. This no. is this guy's considered. I mean, he he's he has the largest contract for a manager in MLB history. Uh, five years, forty million dollars. I think there's some some incentives in there too because I keep seeing the word at least forty million. Yeah. So there's probably some you know playoff or division incentives, something like that. To just yeah. sort of celebrate. This day, by the way, I'm gonna. I'm actually I want to crack it over. I'm gonna open up this new special gift for my guy, John Taffer, sent it to us, and it's Taffer's brown butter bourbon. So we're gonna celebrate okay, okay. Taffer's brown bourbon butter with vanilla and toffee hints. Thank you, John Taffer. We're doing Cubs Rescue right now from Bar Rescue. So appreciate <laughs> it. Thanks. Thanks for the nice little note. And my there's a story about a former. I mean, all they're sitting here sober like jackasses. <laughs> So technically, I can't be drinking. If you guys head over to Sports Mockery, there's a story about a former Cubs player who was on uh, Bar Rescue. Uh, now he's on, uh, he's facing murder charges. Uh, more on that on Sports Mockery. Uh, now, what a good tease that was. <laughs> I'm going to read up into the Cubs, Cubs news uh, section. But, Kevin, as a guy who, uh, ever since Jed Hoyer has taken over, you've been one of the uh, biggest critics, deservedly so, I'd say, most of the time. Uh, what was your initial reaction here when you first see the news? Cubs are hiring him. They're moving up. David Ross, he's gone. He's yesterday's news. Dave or, or Jed Hoyer just got the best manager in baseball. Best. That's exactly what went through my head, man. Like I, I am hard on Jed because you know, and it's not even so much the a lot of the moves that Jed makes. It's how he makes the moves, which this plays right into how I feel. Jed is a snake. It's fine. He's our snake. He'll he'll do you dirty from behind. You know, it doesn't matter. You're you're toast. Like if he wants, if he if he feels time to move on, y- your friendship, your relationship means nothing to him. You are just, simply just a piece. We now know that that's Jed. He's cold. He's just cold blooded. Fine, but he's our snake. So my response to this is, you know, take away how he recruited him and how it did. You know, behind David Ross's back, he just landed arguably the best manager in baseball. A guy that has done more with less. Um. For in a franchise in the central division, a guy that, you know, again, is this Joe Madden and Ricky Renteria, you know, Ricky Renteria all over again? I mean, time will tell, but you do have a, you know, a younger manager um, that has managed to get W's up in Wisconsin um, over and over again with, with lesser talent. And so you have a guy that plays well in the dugout. Now, I, I, t- I mentioned this in the DMs, you know, this is a great move with council, but the icing on the cake for this deal for me, that like I am, I'll be so so. I'll be. I'll, you, you might as well just call me, uh, you know, uh, put me in the red light district because I will be so sold um, if the Cubs bring in Pat Murphy as the the bench coach along with Council. Now he's been Council's bench coach since 2016, but Pat Murphy used to be the head coach, uh, the, the head coach at Arizona State and before that Notre Dame. The guy coached Council in college. I mean, he has been a success. The guy is he just he 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 is also a huge part of what I think makes Council so successful is. He deals with athletes. They both do really well with this. You know, Council Murphy, you put these guys together, mentor, you know, coaching for his mentee, you know, the tides turn a little bit and you have a very good clubhouse. Now they're going to keep Hadavi probably, I'm assuming, I assume they're going to keep a lot of the staff around. Uh, but Murphy would be the icing on the cake for this. This is an absolute home run. This is, these are these things. This is Jed Hoyer throwing his nuts on the table, dropping it and saying, who wants mashed potatoes? That's, I mean, this is, this is, this is a, 
one of those win us over type moves. And this tells me that the Cubs aren't obviously done. Um, I don't think that they're going to make this kind of move and say, ha, now we're going to give you lesser players, win with lesser players now too. This is a sales piece the first day, basically practically of the off season to tell all these free agents, we're throwing up the God dang flag and we're going to go for it now. Why don't you join us here for something special once again? Because remember when they got Madden over there, you know, the Cubs became kind of a little bit of a spot for people. We we're like, hey, if I could go there, let's do this. This could be pretty fun. A rockin' Wrigley, one of the best, if not the best manager in baseball, great facilities, great city. Now, all of a sudden, besides all the intangibles that we just hope that people feel about, you've got actual intangibles on the field. A young, promising, you know, farm system where you can make some moves to bring in some big time players. You got the money and the flexibility. This offseason for the Cubs, this third offseason of rebuilding going back to the U Darvish trade was that, well, that was in 2021, right? Um, this is the, this, this should be that flag in the air saying pirates up, let's go. It's, you know, like they throw up that big old, you know, the skull and crossbones and they're about to go raid. And I hope that that's the case because this is, if this, this has got to be the precursor because this is such a buildup that it feels like there's for, I, I know talking like to, for Justin Roman, him and I were talking earlier today too. And I was talking to my dad, everyone feels like it seems to feel like this is just like, and they're off, Bish! and the and the gun goes, and now there's more on the way. There's stuff that he already knows. I mean, how could you not want to play for you know? This, what a situation! I, I'm sure. I mean, I, I know I'm not the only one. A lot of people wrote about it. A lot of people tweeted about it after the news broke. Ooh. With the general sense of, hey, anything that you think is possible this offseason for the Cubs is on the table now. Mm-hmm. Like Shohei, I mentioned it oh. when we recorded our last uh, special edition show, talking about Tim Anderson and discussing some of the free agents out there. I brought up Otani, where at the time, you know, oh, I still think it's a long shot. Where again, any team signing Otani right now, it, it seems like a long shot, but like that—that's—that's that's a realistic possibility. Mm-hmm. I view that now as a that is. I wouldn't be so amazed at the Cubs now going after Shohei Otani or going after uh, Yamamoto or one of the other big free agents, or pulling off a Juan Soto trade, or doing multiple big moves. Mm-hmm. Um, Sharma did uh, maybe pour a little cold water. He said, you know, Cubs aren't going to be out- outbidding multiple team or multiple for multiple players, I think is uh, one of the quotes in there, or one of his uh, lines. Uh, that's fine. They can still make the one big free agent move, do trades, how we've been talking about, whether mm-hmm. it's Pete Alonso. Owan Soto, one of the pitchers, Glass now, Shane Beaver. Uh, the one thing that this movie shows me, though, is, I mean, you mentioned you know Jed being a snake. What I've seen from him for the past five years is, it seems like, I mean, this kind of seemed it came up last minute just because it's like, whoa, Craig Council kind of waited on the Cubs, it seems like. But whatever Jed uh, kind of expects to do, it seems like he's getting his his guys. He wanted to wait out the extensions for Ian Happ and Nico Horner, and he got those done. Mm-hmm. He at, at lower than at lower than market value too. Like he when he did the trade, like the we can go on and on about the trades in twenty one. After that, he still had Wilson Contreras try to trade him. Then he had a deal didn't go through with Houston. Kept Wilson Contreras around, but at no time did we ever. Did it ever seem like, oh yeah, the Cubs are working on an extension with Wilson Contreras? Like the Cubs were done with Wilson Contreras. Jed Hoy was like, no, new direction. We're either going to trade you or we're going to get a uh, a comp pick. That mm-hmm. happened. The same thing kind of happened with Marcus Stroman. 
Yep. And I think that kind of that kind of swayed Strowman, whether he was either told, hey, if you're thinking about picking up your $21 million option, we're most likely going to trade you. You don't have a no trade clause. Sorry, that's that's the direction we want to move. Or you can opt out. You're a free agent. You get to pick where you want to go. I think that happened. I think Marcus Strowman knew he was not going to be with the Cubs in 2024. That's why he opted out, and now he's a free agent, and, and at least he gets to choose where he picks. Um, I, mean, I got to say, overall, with this, with the hiring of counsel, everything's kind of just falling into place. Like again, but you, you get Strowman to opt out. You get, uh, you know, you, they get back Hendricks at 16 million, so that's not as big of a hit because Strowman's salary is out. I mean, they have Jan Gomes back, the catchers. The, the catcher seems like, like it's locked up. It's not great, but it's fine. Now they can focus on the big fish. Yep, and I didn't think that, you know, I, obviously we didn't think that Stroman money was going to be available um, when right. we thought, started talking about the offseason too. And I am curious to hear what Marcus Stroman has to say about everything. And, you know, we may know there may be, you know, it's Stroman, so there's probably a, a more uh, a lengthier route to that story and how it's being told from when we hear from his perspective. And that's fine. Well, I, I'm looking forward to hearing it. But at the same time, Jed Hoyer, you know, he does. I'll say this, man. He has no problem playing the game. Like when something ha- drops into his lap, he doesn't sit around and like just kind of dilly dally around it. Like this fell into his lap. He he jumped. You know, and Mets are out here trying to. You know, Cohen's out there probably throwing this and that. You know, the Brewers. You know, I love this. Is my favorite shit, by the way. Hey, hey give me a break. Anyone from Chicago knows this is hilarious. But uh, Brewers owner Mark Adonazio or whatever says we lost Craig, but I've reflected on this. You know. Craig has lost us and he's lost our community. It's a really special place to be said. No one ever when compared to Chicago, she said, sorry, Next but you're better, greener pasture. And he left for it because <laughs> better. That, the owner's comments. If you go through that thread uh, and that zoom call that he had on Monday afternoon, it, he's literally the meme of the dude with like the happy face with the mask. And then behind it, he's just sobbing. That's him. <laughs> I was like, no, no, guys, like, no, 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 no. We broke up with him. We, yeah, yeah. No, fuck him. Like, <laughs> I'll say this. Our, our, our two-star dining facilities and our, uh, a lot of grass and snow. They are, you know what, though, Chicago, compared to Milwaukee, Milwaukee does is way better in snowfall than Chicago. So they do have that. So, but, uh, yeah. Mitch, I'll, uh, I'll let you know. I'll say this for the Brewers. And this is, I mean, you can do with this information what you will. They have had some pretty good rosters, especially the rotation-wise. I think it was 2022. That looked like a team that was built to go pretty deep. Craig Council, you look, a lot of early playoff exits. Now, the last three have been to the National League champions. So, I mean, kind of balances out. And it's not a huge payroll he's dealing with. But um, I pumped the brakes on best manager in baseball. He's an excellent manager. It's a great move. Not trying to shit on your parade. But there's been a lot of early playoff exits and you can't tell me the pieces haven't been there because I there they- he's been playing he's been winning with far less talent the than pitching, this year yeah but 2022 that was i think you can make an argument while i do agree baseball. the pitching and normally when we get when you get into the playoffs you do see that teams with uh two three guys who have a great starting pitcher do go deep and he did have that he had corbin burns brandon woodruff and uh freddie peralta three like horses legit ace type pitchers but you're right you know a lot of early uh uh, playoff exits, but I did say on the flip side, the offense, he had the superstar years of Christian Yelich in like 18 and 19. But besides that, like Willie Adamas popped off last right. year. 
the artist no, formerly known as. That's uh, uh, not me trying to knock Council. He's he's an excellent manager. Obviously, one of the best in the game. I was very worried because I was happy Terry Francona finally stepped down because I. For my money, I thought he was currently the best manager. I thought so. I, I agreed. When he stepped down, that's what made him. Well, I'll, I'll ask then you I this. I saw the Craig Council news. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Now we're going to have to deal with this guy in the division that's like arguably a lateral move. That, but that seems that was, yeah, like a great. Good that, uh, so I'm glad he went across town instead of. Well, three. I'll ask you this, Mitch. Uh, who would you have ahead of Craig Council? I think right now you'd have to say Bruce Boshi would have to be in there. Got a lot of talent. Got a World Series. He does have a lot fair. of talent, but you know, rings, rings talk. Yeah, that's right. That's um, fair. Sure. I would say, well, actually, now that Terry Francona retired, let's see. I would say, yeah, no, he's right there. He's probably like one A. So I'm going right, off the top of my head right now. <laughs> you know, so, you know that's number one. I do think. Well, people have their problem with them. I do think Dave Roberts gets more flack than he deserves. I think he's a. <laughs> I watch uh, the Dodger games now where I'm like, ooh, maybe not. <laughs> he also a guy with a lot of fucking talent. I, I, no, that's fair. You can roll the ball out there and win with those type that type of talent. So uh, I think a, a good point for Kirk Council too. Uh he seems like he's a good like what's the word here? He's a good like bridge guy between the front office and the clubhouse in terms of uh, we all know for the most part the successful teams are an, an, analytic anal, Kevin help me out here analytical analytically <laughs> driven <laughs> I got there but, oh not really this is yeah. why we need Zoe a host and so we make fun of him not me um, but you you need someone who can spread that message and not you need a good communicator because you can't just spit out all these numbers that's not all gonna work if you're just like hey this happens on this you gotta do this our you know formula says this you need a guy who can translate that into like player terms yes correct you see this i feel like craig council is a guy who has been lauded as a pretty good bridge from front office to clubhouse well look at his playing career too now you know david ross fell into that mold of catchers because catchers always make good managers you know blah 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 but craig council was a position player who was a grinder um, in his, and, you know, he played for what five different teams. You know, he wasn't a guy that was going to necessarily go out and hit, you know, I think he hit maybe 300 in what 2000. That was about it. Uh, everything else was, was just kind of average and, you know, not a big power guy, but a dude that, you know, will, you know, it's going to be driving like 25, 35, 45 runs a game or a season, but he's going to play in a bunch of games and he's going to provide value all over the place because he knows baseball. And when you have a guy like that, that knows the game and knows how to verbalize, um, like, like you said, with the analytics or breaking down a swing, he knows how to communicate on a level that allows the players to comprehend. We always assume that these guys come up and they somehow magically understand the, the lingo and the terminology, and they don't. You know, you're not worrying about exit velocity when you're in high school. You know, you're not measuring, you know, all these analytics, you know, when you're playing college baseball. These are things that as you tighten up and you get into the actual professional system that you get more eyes more analytics, more numbers. And so these guys have to learn the vocabulary on their way in. And that's what some of these guys struggle with and why they never pan out is they don't learn the game as it is as a modern game. And so council having guys like him that can relay the message. And again, I can't stress this enough. Pat Murphy, also incredible guys. I, I, I can't stress you guys enough. I've, I've sent players to play for this guy. Okay. This dude, when you talk baseball with them, you get a general sense that you're talking someone that eats, shits, breathes baseball. Period. And when you have those two guys in a clubhouse with a dynamic group of ages from older to younger, 
it bridges such a great gap because Murph's an old dog. Murph's an old dog, right? Um, shit, he got, you know what he got? I mean, he literally resigned from Arizona State because they were under investigation and which he found completely innocent of, by the way, they were under investigation, but because he was cavalier with his attitude with the investigators, because he was just like, fuck, I don't have time for this fucking shit. I got baseball to worry about. Leave me alone. And this guy is baseball, baseball, baseball. And that's what you have a guy like him backing up a guy that he's helped coach apple trees produce apples. And the apple that he's produced is Craig council. So now you're going to have two very good apples in this dugout that relate to these players can and can really describe the terminology and break it down for them on a, on a, on a molecular level almost so that they become baseball IQ guys and not just meatballs and the teams that know the game best will win more times out of 10 and especially when you're doing the long 162 it might make a four or five game difference when you have guys that really do understand the game and are able to help each other out and it brings it, it does it brings a high IQ into your clubhouse and I'm not saying Ross doesn't have a high IQ Look, Rossi's problem was he was always a day late and a dollar short. He was always one move behind, late to the late to the party all the time. Council is going to look three, four, five, six moves ahead, and he sees this, and he's got a guy on the bench that is also looking three, four, five, six, seven moves ahead, and that can communicate fluently because they're so close with each other. Murphy says, "Hey, don't do this." Council's probably like, "You got to coach." Like, there's a respect there too. So you have guys that do this. So I really do hope Murphy comes in the clubhouse, comes in that dugout. I, I'll be super stoked. But the, this is what makes these guys so special. And you know, I'm you know, I love Rossi for what he did for the Cubs. But I've been critical, uh, massively critical of him on our show a lot because I do feel like he cost the Cubs five, six, seven wins this year because he's always just it's he just waits too long and and he's not seeing. I mean, God, remember when he pinch hit for the DH in the third fucking inning this year? Or whatever it was, like, what are you doing, bro? Like, there were moves where you're like, hmm. So now you get counsel. Maybe we'll find a new thing to bitch about with counsel. Oh, that's the thing. As as excited as Cubs fans should be, and I'll include myself on that. Uh, It's going to be spring training, and there's going to be something. (laughs) Manager's fun and all. Like, are you prepared to kick everyone's ass at uh, seven ten each night? Well, I, I did. I did want to ask you, Mitch, as the resident White Sox fan on uh, today's show. Uh, we know that history repeats itself. So, how do you feel about David Ross becoming the White Sox manager in 2025? Oh, yes. upgrade, uh, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, well, that's setting the bar incredibly low. <laughs> that's like using like the Tim Anderson argument. Well, he's better than Wilson Freak. He's, like, he's not. But I don't know. No, if you're trying to win, no, no. He would have been good. I guess if they go down the rebuilding route, I think Rossi's a fine rebuilding manager. He was your record. That's what I, that's how I view it as. And I think it was the same thing. I actually, there's a lot of similar similarities between Renteria and David Ross. I thought both their teams played very hard for him, especially this year. You saw the Cubs. They did not quit on him. Ricky's boys Mm -hmm. don't quit. But there was times, especially in important games, and we saw this in the playoffs with the Sox, where it felt like other teams were a step ahead of them. Um, and like that whole bullpen game the Sox had to do in that game three, where they had the really short hook with Dane Dunning. That didn't seem right. There was one down the stretch against Cleveland, too. And I know it was a bunch. Like, I see you guys. I remember that when the Carlos Rodon relief. Yep. There'll be a lot of stuff like that. It's like, oh. Man, but it's like, okay, well, this is his first year with a good team. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But like, I think it was kind of the same thing with Dave Ross and, you know, these windows, as we saw with the White Sox, they're not necessarily open that long. Nothing is guaranteed, even if you're signing good players. So, you know, you feel like you got a team that can contend. You might as well jump on it and be aggressive. And that's why I 
as bad as it is for David Ross and they did do him dirty. And like I said, like he has every right to be upset. I think Cubs fans can be upset the way he was treated, but at the end of the day, it was the right move. Like you got to take not that window. They're already ringing that bell in San Diego for David Ross. I'm seeing that pop up on my timeline Ooh. quite a bit. David Ross down to San Santiago. He would that, be that was the team. Though. That was the team I thought was going to swoop in because you know with their, their GM, their president uh, goes crazy. Or has been going crazy. I have a question for you all though. So, what do you think? Um, obviously, those guys went to hell and back in a gasoline suit for David Ross and never quit for David Ross. And now, uh, David Ross has given a pink slip for his efforts. What do you feel like? clubhouse wise do you feel um do you feel like this is going to be a clubhouse i i don't want to say a clubhouse issue but i mean this could there be any kind of tension because you know you there's always i'm a david ross guy i'm a joe madden guy i'm a craig council guy i mean or do you think it might be offset because these guys have played a ton against him and are familiar with his work more than just like some other dude that's coming from the outside he's more familiar to who they are they've seen him do it right and they've watched him do it right and i think it's uh i think it's a combo of things when you look at the raw if you look at the position players like the two longest tenured guys there are nico horner and ian happ so maybe you know maybe those guys are like hey man he loved ross he thought he was a good guy maybe you know (laughs) but they thought he had a got a bad shake of things pitching wise i mean let's see steel came up obviously kyle hendricks former teammate but the m- most of the roster guys, you know, Danzy Swanson came from the outside. Tay Suzuki yep. played two seasons mm-hmm. uh, with Ross as a manager. Uh, but I think, I think these it, guys are like, we're ready to win with it. I think they, they know it's like, Hey, they're, they're, we upgraded. I think they know. I, I think players know. <laughs> I think players One, know. even if you were a little salty body, they won't be as salty once they see like a Juan Soto walking into the right. locker. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's go time. But like, yep. even with the White Sox, and this is more so with this. Sorry to keep going back to them. But we're using the Rick Renteria parallel with David Ross. A lot of players really liked him. Tim Anderson was vocal that he liked uh, um, Rick Renteria. Lucas Giolito said the same thing. And Craig Council can relate to a players, I feel like, more so than a Tony La Russa can. But even when he came in, there was some worries about, like, oh, they like Tony. There's a lot of that. I think overall, like, as bad as out of touch he was with some of the players, like I think they adjusted pretty quickly. Like Tim Anderson said all the right things. Like he was like, yeah, no, Tony's my boy. So I think at the end of the day, these players realize like, yeah, they're making this move to help us win. Craig's going to help us win. And I think that's why a lot of the Sox players tried to buy in. Cause like, all right, he's a future hall of famer. Maybe we can learn something with Craig council. You're getting more so because former player still relevant. The body of works there. He's not 70 years old. I mean, I think, I don't think you'll have any issue as far as players buying in or, I also think actually to it a former Notre Dame player, but this is the, this is such the big kick in the nuts for sorry you Wisconsinites, I just love it. He went to Whitefish Bay High School in Milwaukee, and he oh, said, no, this is a hometown hey, team. Hey. Yeah, no, this was a hometown team, and he was like, hey, because I think that one of the other quotes from the uh, the Brewers uh, owner uh, was something to the effect of uh, like they asked him, did you get to make a counter offer, and he's like. Uh, he just informed us of his decision, and that was it. Like, <laughs> Craig Council was just like, deuces. Oh. I'm out of here, guys. This is the football equivalent of, like, the Cubs, the Bears being owned by the Packers. In, in baseball, the Cubs own the Brewers. This is just another, whether it's an empty ballpark and, and Carlos Zambrano's throwing a no-hitter in your yard, you know, the, you know, the years of us, you know, the Cubs going up there and just pounding your ass. This is just another 
you know, chink in the armor where you're like, man, just like every time that Aaron Rodgers or the Packers somehow find a way to beat the Bears, at least in baseball, we have the Cubs and the Brewers where we can go, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I did say that this was a tough tough day for Chicago White Sox Brewers Packers fans. I know there's some out there. That oh, tough, yeah, tough, there are. Sorry. Tough day for those. Uh, for that select, a lot of White Sox fans chose the pa- Brewers as their second. <laughs> yeah. So sorry about that, Husky. You can you can jump around all you want about the uh, Aaron Rodgers walking in without a motorized cart after you know nine weeks after surgery. But um, hey, Husky Bardo, he's super sad. But like you said, Kevin Jed Hoyer, nuts on the table, killer move. Just drop your. Just stru- Just I mean, it was it was literally like hey. This was this was like what we all thought that all these years. The Cubs, you're in a big market. Flex that money because we know you have it. Big and they move. did. Big well, it, it's funny because like you'd always like throw out all these big name free agents, like especially like last year. It's like he's like the Cubs. Like, yeah, yeah, right. But now it's like the rest of the league, when you make a move like that, they take notice. And Chicago's That's already, fantastic. especially during the summer, one of the best places to play i mean wrigley field as much as it is a dump and you have to pee in a horse trough i mean like you can't there's a lot of history there chicago for my money is the best city to live in in the world during the summer uh the other six months during the winter kind of sucked but like it's a very desirable free agent that's why, why you went down to missouri <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a very i mean it's a very desirable place to play to begin with and now you got the rest of the league taking notice like oh this team's serious they got the money to spend. It's definitely, I mean, you said you touched on it earlier. Early. It's definitely a good lure for free agents. Like, yeah. hey, not only like, can you live in Chicago, you're going to be on a contender. There's just, there's just so many parallels. Cause, like, I mean, I, again, if you haven't been paying close attention, Cubs, the Cubs do have like a legit top five farm system. They now have, if you want to call it top two, top three manager. They have payroll. They have money to spend. They have a the best middle infield. If you're a pitcher, you just saw Nico Horner and Dansby Swanson, and you know maybe not deserved, but Nico Horner and uh, Dansby Swanson win Gold Glove up the middle. It's 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 a destination. Like it's back to that 2015 offseason. It's like hey, like. What's going on in Chicago? Like, they got they must have something pretty good going on there now. Craig Council signing the largest contract MLB history. Guys are going Cody Bellinger goes there after having two shitty seasons. It becomes a star, he's gonna get paid. Yeah, let's, let me go there. This, we were 12 years. This is gonna show like the White Sox what it could have been like had they've gotten the manager higher correctly, because mm-hmm. there was a lot of parallels there too. People coming up with the fraud system. Money to spend. Oh, he's got to bring in the new manager, and they brought in the wrong one. And then you're stuck with Brian Goodwin as your big offseason acquisition instead of Manny Machado. And this Time. isn't like to rub uh, salt in the wound here for White Sox fans, but I do. I think I brought it up back in the middle of the season is when I first read a story about how Craig Council still didn't have, or he was basically waiting out. Uh, he wasn't going to sign a new deal uh, during the season. He was going to test free agency like for managers, get a new deal somewhere or with the Brewers. And I was like, hey, like if the White Sox were changing directions, like he would be, he's like a perfect guy, you know, as you know, we've said, he's done more with less. White Sox, we know historically aren't big spenders in free agency, so he's going to have to do more with less. Craig Council was was a, just like and with Cleveland too, that would have been like perfect. That's, that's perfect. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, oh, I was going to oh. be Cleveland. 
Oh, thank you, Cubzone. Uh, this is coming. Sorry, Jer- Jeremy Weinsack. Uh, that's a rather unfortunate name, bro. Sorry about that. But uh, just shared. <laughs> uh, Wilson Contreras got on Instagram. Oh. Um, <laughs> that's uh, awesome. Interesting take on the news that Craig Council was replacing David Ross as the next manager of the Cubs. Wilson Contreras' since-deleted Instagram comment on that move was, and I quote, about time. <laughs> Damn. Damn. See, I think we, we've talked about Wilson Contreras and social media before on here. Oh and it took me a couple God. years to catch on. This dude That's loves awesome. to troll. So the fact that he deleted it, though, makes me think. That's hmm. tough. That's tough. Which is, it, and <laughs> you know, it's be tougher because I think Ken Rosenthal wrote a, a story in the offseason after he signed with the Cardinals. And it was talking about. Uh, it was like unnamed sources, and it was kind. Of, it wasn't so much trashing Wilson Contreras, but it was saying like one of the reasons the Cubs did move on and never wanted to extend him was like they didn't think he was making enough strides defensively as a catcher. David Ross came out and he was like, "Hey, yo, fuck Ken Rosenthal. We loved Wilson Contreras. He worked very hard for us. Like, we'll, like David Ross, like went out there and was like not shitting on Wilson Contreras. So for Wilson to Contreras to come back." And turn it around and be like a fucked. He is very salty, I think, on the way they treated him on the way out, where they thought he oh, was going to sure. get it's, it's what he's he's strung along. Jed Hoyer, it's Jed, all that Jed shit Hoyer about the, the Cardinals way, and he was really trying to stick it to Cubs fans when he left. I think this is just he's, and now he's salty because he nice. left, and the Cardinals are mired in mediocrity now with a scrub as their manager, <laughs> and now he's like, damn. Grass By the way. A- uh, I did have to say, William Contreras, uh, his brother with the Brewers, got traded last offseason uh, in that uh, Sean Murphy uh, deal with the A's and Braves. And William Contreras ended up with the Brewers. He tweeted out something. I was like, obviously upset that Craig Council went to the Cubs. Demand a trade to the Cubs, William. I'd, I'd take that bat in the Cubs lineup uh, any day. Future catcher, maybe. Uh, d- get get out of Milwaukee. G- get, rejoin your manager, your, your manager that you love. There's Demand no to trade there. There's plenty of catcher spots across town, too. And you can say hi to Craig Council. It's only like <laughs> a 20-minute drive from Wrigley from there. So well, those are already tweeting out. You guys are getting Mitch Garver. Except that you guys are gonna get a World Series champion in your clubhouse. Maybe you're gonna overpay him a little, but it's fine. Uh and as a little teaser for uh or before, do you guys got, got anything else on uh, Craig Council? I think one thing to pay attention to as well is obviously how much of this Cubs, Cubs staff returns. Um, but you also got a guy that is two times to the world series. He has been there um, as a player, not as a you know manager, but you have somebody that is coming into a big situation. He's getting his first chance in, in a real market, a real market um, where he's going to have an opportunity to face, you know, a whole bunch of challenges. Look, the media in Wisconsin is not the same as the media in Chicago. So he's got other things he's going to have to adjust to. So things that you can watch. I know that he owns the press conference. He's really good with press conferences. I know he, again, like you said, you know, we talked about he, he breaks things down so well. He communicates very well. So um, I'm curious to see how he responds to that. I also am curious to see, again, how this plays out with the free agent market um, and how it plays in that clubhouse. But it also, you know, you know, I haven't gotten to break down a lot. You know, like obviously this is still so fresh and a lot of us are still kind of like getting done with our day. I'd like to see like his track record with younger players and, and, and development stuff too, because you want to see, you know, the Cubs are, you know, one of the top two or three farm systems in baseball now at this point. And you want to make sure that, you know, unless they trade some guys away for some vets that are a little more established, 
how does he, how does, you know, cause again, we look, my biggest complaint in Rossi more than anything else, besides the fact that he was, you know, besides him being a step too slow every time when it comes to everything, kind of like his base running, um, was a slow catcher. Uh, but, uh, was the fact that he refused almost like almost indignantly refused to play young ball players, even when they were called up at the end of the season, when they could help the team. And so I'm curious to see how council does this. Is council one of those old heads where they're like, fuck that young pup. No, I'm going to play this old guy. I know he's over like 76, but I'm going to play this guy. Or is he like, hell yeah, let's, you know, like we talked about why wasn't Pete Crow Armstrong playing in that important game? He should have started. Right. Why don't you throw, you know, a guy that's one of the balls on the table, like Jed and say, F it. Let's set this kid special. Let's see if he can do something special tonight. And guys that believe managers that believe that I think always seem to strike gold more than the guys that are like, ah, I'm going to stick with what stay consistent. No, sometimes you got to let guys with, with potential to be something special, go be special. And Ross didn't buy into that. Let's see where council is on that, that, that front. Cause I mean, I'm curious to see how, again, a lefty swinger really good for a lefty lineup. These are things that are that are beneficial for everybody across the board. So that's what I want to see. But I, 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 I you know what? I, I'm hard on Jed. This is, you can check a like 75 boxes for me tonight with Jed Hoyer. Add another 25 if he adds Pat Murphy to that that bench. This is anybody that you know. I can I can joke about him being a snake and stabbing people in the back, but I don't give two shits because this is the correct move. You, you know, best the best players play, the best coaches coach, and if he's the best option in. Your universe, you fucking take it. And the Cubs did. Jed Hoyer didn't hesitate. He struck. You know, he did a little fucking, uh, you know, Jason Bourne shit to get it done, but he got it done. And now the Cubs, the rest now, you got to put a roster together. Go, you, you, get, you got your skipper. Go get the rest of your crew. Not the brew crew, though. No, not the brew crew. He's gone. He's gone. Nobody likes him. Mitch, any final thoughts on? Uh, you lost that community. Oh, I think you guys, I think you guys hit it all. Happy for you. A little depressed. Across town, but that's a big time, big time hire out of left field, too. Good, uh, good. I do have to. There was a line in that uh, Sharma article in The Athletic. Go check it out, by the way. You can find it on his Twitter. Uh, he wrote about the uh, how basically Jed Hoyer uh, had like a covert mission to meet with uh, uh, Craig Council and get the deal done on Sunday. The, the deal was done on Sunday. Yeah, um, there's a line in there that he did fly to, uh, I forget where in Florida, where David Ross lives, right. had the uh, face-to-face conversation to let him know the news. Brock Carter. Uh, oh, it was Carter. That's right. It was Carter. And then there was a line in there that there was, uh, at times, it was a tense conversation. I wonder <laughs> I wonder how many times uh, PCA only getting 19 plate appearances was brought up. Uh, after he was called yeah, you know what, though? at least they flew down there and did it face to face that makes me feel a little bit better about it like if you're gonna do it that's the way well that's yeah absolutely way. you look a guy in the eye you shake his hand and say thank you for what you did we're just going a different direction that that is class if he did that I don't, we, you know we just know they went down and told him he might have said hey, bye david and give him the double bird and walk out the door but doubtful. by the way i mean hey the, these guys uh, and then ask I, I, I mentioned it on Sunday night. We're talking about Chris Getz and uh, and the Tim Anderson decision. And sometimes these guys have an ego. Uh, maybe they just want their own guys. David Ross was Jed Hoyer's guy. He and Theo Epstein handpicked him to replace Joe Madden. And then before, before 2022, Jed Hoyer signed David Ross to an extension. That had him through 2024 and then a club option for 2025. He could have very easily been like, no, I picked them. I believe in him. Yep. Well, he's going to guide us to another title. And he's like, but 
and that's to me this is the this is the biggest statement is like no 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 he saw that there's an upgrade he went for it and he got it he made sure that he was going to get it two years ago, two years ago I'll say two years ago like two weeks ago two years ago two weeks ago like mid November or maybe excuse me mid October in 2021 they, uh, Jed Hoyer says, I hope David Ross is the manager of the Chicago Cubs for a long time to come. Well, and there was enough, there was enough <laughs> this past year for them to justify bringing David Ross back to, huh? I, I honestly believe had he had not have become available. They don't make that. Move. I, I, look, I honestly, I, I was so ha- I'm look, I, David Ross was milk and toast to me. Like I actually probably got more upset with David Ross than I was like, awesome job, David Ross. I, I few very, if you were to say, how many times did you say, God dang it, Dave, compared to nice job, Dave, uh, I'd say probably it was probably a good two to one minimum this year. Uh, so I, I, I love David Ross for what he did, but I was never sold on him as 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 the guy. So for this, it's, the, it's the is whatever, but fuck, it's an upgrade, man. It's, it's the upgrade. I, I don't know other way to say it. I mean, it, it's the upgrade. And I know it, yeah. it is reminiscent of the Cubs trying to repeat what they did with you know the Joe Madden Ricky Renria thing, and it played it paid off pretty well, but it didn't pay off for the White Sox. So there's no guarantee in all this that it's going to pay off. But God, and you know, like a dude that throws in his hand, you know, and and throws in all the chips and says, "Fuck it, let's go." I would add too, like like you mentioned, it is nice that he won. He did a lot for the Cubs, but you know, winning that World Series, being on that World Series team, I don't think gives you like a free pass. Nope. For mediocrity, which so like me, and then you see that a lot with a lot of these teams. Well, he's a legend. We can't fire him. He was been here like, no, I can. Sorry, you weren't getting the job done. The yeah, imagine like the Chicago Bulls, John Paxson for that game winning shot in the uh, one of those NBA finals oh, yeah. was just given a free pass to do whatever the hell he wanted. Not to uh, he had some, and, and that's the thing, John Paxson had some successful years, but it just that time ran its course and probably. Three to four years too long. Why do you think Kenny Williams had the job as long as he did? Was even longer than the Sox one, too. So there's even more pedigree with that championship. And he's still like, Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. hey, you were part of it. Thanks, buddy. Don't let the door hit you in the ass. And like, that's the thing. Yeah. Jed Hoyer was like, Hey, love you, Rossi, but uh, there's somebody better, man. Uh, the Cubs <laughs> also set a record, too. They are the first franchise in the history of Major League Baseball with this firing to actually fire a former contestant on Dancing with the Stars. There you go. Didn't ESPN fire uh, uh, Emmett Smith? Major League team, though. Major oh, Emmett. We're going baseball. Yeah, yeah, First baseball team to fire a former Dancing with the Stars <laughs> contestant. So chuck that one up to the Guinness. That's a good uh, trivia question. We'll keep that one in the log. Oh, you know, this is a pre-show thing we were talking about, but it is an interesting nugget since we keep dragging it back to the Sox. Craig Council would be the 11th highest free agent in White Sox history. Highest paid, I should say. <laughs> Five years, forty million. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it's, it's hard not to laugh at. That. Yeah, but that's a thing because hey, you can always knock on the Oakland A's, uh, the soon to be Las Vegas A's, because as we learned also when we looked it up, their largest contract was to Billy Butler. Free agent contract was for Billy Butler, three years, thirty six million. Yep. So uh, still not as much as Craig Council. Um, I do want to say for. For Wednesday night show, when Zoe will be back, we will get into more Sox talk. Uh, I said I was going to tease something. Uh, Mitch, get your head up. You guys are going after uh, Paul DeJong. Yo. Uh, shout out to uh, Sox Machine on that report. So I we'll swear talk- to God, if they sign Paul DeJong, and I hear all these bastards complaining about it, he was just as bad, if not worse. 
<laughs> his his numbers did not have the last couple of years. Like, how many batting changes? Paul, hey, that would piss me off so much. Oh, Wilson Montgomery hit a tater yesterday. Shh. Everything's going to be okay, though. <laughs> Wilson Montgomery hit a tater. Uh, Paul John, um, good defender. Hey, uh, Pedro Gafal. So good middle of defense. I got rid of him before the season even ended. So, like, <laughs> I mean. We'll get to we'll get to some slacks rumors. There's a couple uh, other uh, free agents popping up for the Cubs. Maybe Justin Turner, an option, a Plan C D. At this point, it has to be Plan. That's like option four. Last year, we would be really excited for Justin Turner. This year, Cubs fans, we have bigger fish to fry. So Braves uh, option. Oh, the Braves did option on Charlie Morton, which was normal. Twenty million. I mean, the Braves. Oh, the, the Braves are also another interesting one. We we uh, I mentioned to Mitch uh, how you know you think of all their big contracts that they have. But a lot of those, or most of those, are extensions. Their biggest free agent contract was to like BJ Upton, which is seventy-five million. Uh, but that just goes to show you that uh, if you are aggressive in trades, then you can give extensions. <laughs> Juan Soto, <laughs> uh, do that, Jed. Uh, but yeah, so we'll have more f- free agency officially kicking off now. Uh, all the player options have either been picked up or declined. Qualifying offers have been uh, issued to a few guys. Uh, so we'll get into that. Coming to Chicago. I mean, that's that. I mean, yeah, we got some White Sox. Going to have out. a couple new coaches. The Cubs are going probably going to have a few different uh, faces in their dugout along with uh, Craig Council. So we'll get into that. Zoe will be back. He'll be hyping up Mitch Garver. Uh, maybe Jorge Soler, too. Maybe uh, Paul DeJong. We'll see if Zoe is in or out on uh, Pauly D. If he's print the shirts. Pauly D, then his whole argument last show <laughs> should be thrown out and disqualified. <laughs> I, I thought he was making a lot of solid points last show. But if he starts pounding the table for Paul DeJong, then absolutely discount everything he said. I'll make a prediction. I'll he's say Zoe. There's no shot. There's no shot. He, he's smart. <laughs> It's fine, but I don't like it. That's oh, my I got to go. Got to go do the live shot. Hell yeah. Stand up, man, baby. Kevin. Make sure you're – what? I hmm? know oh, that was uh, – oh, I was just, just signing up. Smart ass, but I was just going to say something smart ass about your, uh, your, your stand up. But. For Mitch. You can say something Kevin, smart. Kevin. Aldo, Zoe's back Wednesday night. Catches on YouTube. Apple Podcast, Spotify. Thank you for listening. Craig Council is a cub. Free build of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, nigga, it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy.